RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Boom. Hello. What's up? God help us all. <laughs> oh my God, I'm joking. <laughs> this sucks. It's already gone to hell, the show. <laughs> when you start the show choking. <laughs> It's got to be Republicans. It's the Republican dirty trick. Yeah. Uh, no, anyway. I don't know. I just started choking. <laughs> Nobody cares. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. We, we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. If I'm still alive, God knows. If we can make it through the week. <laughs> Do they have a hairball, <laughs> Jim, on the chat? <laughs> you never know. I keep um, surrounding myself with cats more and more. Soon I will, who knows? May I've never been as flexible as they are, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm about as flexible as a two-by-four. Wait, hold on. And light is shaking. What was I saying? Yes. Oh, Francis, come on. You see what I'm saying? Get out of there. That's why the light's shaking, because the goddamn cat's behind the goddamn computer. I don't know what's going to happen, but I have a feeling that something is going to, there's going to be something waiting for me in the litter box after the show. Because uh, if anybody has cats, you understand that for whatever reason, I don't know if they've ever done studies, but they act insane right before they go to the bathroom. They run around like nuts. So I haven't adopted that kind of behavior yet. <laughs> it's better be good though. Maybe I will, uh, but if I ever did, it won't be because I have to use the restroom. It will be because I live in the United States. And I'm sure there must be a level where every little drip, drop, drip, drop will finally pour the bucket right over. I feel like I'm there kind of on the precipice every day. Like this afternoon when I was sitting here listening to the news and, I don't know, watching the corporate media. God help us. That's why I say to, I always say this, I remind you, I remind, not you guys, because you already are patrons, but those who have stumbled in here drunk on a Saturday night, become a patron. If you want a free friggin' country, I don't know, we need it. We need a real liberal media, and this is it. You're looking at it. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, we got a lot. We need, we need each other. We, we have a lot of work to do. And when I was watching the corporate media and they were talking about how Lisa Murkowski, it was like breaking news. Lisa Murkowski will vote to confirm Amy Coney Barrett. Well, she wants her cake and eat it too. She wants to, she doesn't agree with how she's been the process, but she will um, vote to advance her. 
And we're so divided. That's another thing. She lament. This is such a divided country. I wonder why, Lisa. Could it be because we're under the tyranny of a minority death cult? I don't know. A bunch of minority, uh, anti-democratic grifters with a con man standard bearer who receive fewer votes, who represent fewer people, who receive fewer votes in the Senate, pushing a minority view. Maybe, oh, could that be why we're so divided? How, how, um, how regretful it is that we don't have um, regular order, these Republicans, okay? Really, what we have to, who, who said that regular order? That was John McCain, right? Regular order, let's get back to regular order. Shut the F up. You had Sarah Palin as a vice president candidate. You ran with the bitch. Someone who had absolutely no business being in the governor's office, much less the goddamn friggin' vice president's office, much less one, what was he at the time, 70-something-year-old cancer survivor's heartbeat away from the presidency. But, you know, back in those days, how quaint it is to think about the days of where we only had the likes of Sarah Palin. Now we have a con man. An actual con man, but it, it was inevitable. It was inevitable to get to the point where the Republican Party have, they have a legit documented con man as a standard bearer. It's not, he, he's not our standard bearer. Oh, they say, oh, he's the leader of the free world. No, he's not. No one thinks Twitler is the leader of the free world. The free world doesn't think he's the leader of the free world. Don't we have to uh, kind of agree? Doesn't the free world have a say in the matter who their leader is? Just because we got a lot of nuclear weapons here and Twitler, somebody who has absolutely no business running a drunken conga line at the Jersey Shore, much less a modern nation, has no business being in the halls of power just because that friggin' less vote-getting con man is squatting in the Oval Office. Does that mean um, he's the leader of the free world? Absolutely not. He's the disgrace of the free world. He's the joke of the free world. He is our, he's a burden to the free world. He's the pimple on the ass of the free world. Exactly. He's the scum on the scum on the cancer on the scum of the free world. Uh, so what they Republicans have done to this country, they've always, uh, we've been heading here for a long time. This isn't something that happened overnight. Regular order? Now, Lisa Murkowski, please save me. From your crocodile tears, bitch. If you really cared about the division in this country, if they really cared, if any of them gave a shit about the division in this country, then they wouldn't be pushing their minority power grab. Because that's what it is. 
they are a minority party. Let's not forget this. Remind every representative of this. Every one of your neighbors. I don't care if, they're, if they call themselves Republicans because they're stupid or racist. It comes, well, both. That's usually the, the deal. But they're, they have, we have to remind everybody. This is why, this is not, um, we don't apologize here. This is unapologetic liberal talk because we're on the right side of history. We don't have to apologize for that. We don't have to apologize for being capable of functioning in a free democratic society. That the Republicans can only pretend to love. So we need to consistently and regularly and daily, hourly, if necessary, remind our representatives if there's any hope of getting this democracy. <laughs> I mean, this, this aspirational democracy is certainly not a functioning one. If we have any hope of getting this into regular order, let's not um, mince words and give the uh, give these effing representatives a push that no 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 honey we don't apologize we're in the majority who cares what these what these freaks say that's why they have to constantly rig the game and play their dirty tricks like what's going on with Amy Coney Barrett they couldn't get all of see, she, it's not just about Roe v. Wade. We went over this before, and you you guys know this anyway. There's plenty. And um, who was that? The one of the the guys on the Judiciary Committee. Now that his name is escaping me. Everybody sent me this clip, but you guys, oh God, you know what I mean. He's one of the senators on the committee who took his time uh, instead of questioning the the lying fake. Christian, whatever the hell she is, the zealot about her freakish fringe views, and which she would just uh, dodge and weave anyway, uh, and not answer. He used his time to uh, talk about how she's been pushed forward by the corp, the big moneyed interest, the corporate interest, the big moneyed interest who FDR called the e economic royalists. We've been up against these bastards since we crawled out of the ooze, that's for sure. My name is Tara Devlin. We'll be right back. Look at Francis Jr. Jr. <laughs> He's so cute. Why is he doing that? For those on the podcast, he's laying down on his side with his little paws next to his face. Looking kind of cute. Well, it's about time. Okay, Francis? I've been up to my uh, last nerve with these cats, I have to tell you. Because we have Ray, our new cat. that uh, our, The accidental adoption. And he, uh, the, two, the, the two of them. T Tara Jr. Jr. Francis Jr. Jr. Walking around all day. It's like hissing, hissing, hissing. I'm like, shut the F up. I'm sick of it. I'm living in a hissing house. <laughs> can't we all just get along? They can't get along. We can't get along. Nobody can get along. Jesus Christ.
Everybody's getting fed. You know, there's no need to hiss. You got your spots. You got your bed. You have a, t a ton of toys. Enough with the hissing. Whatever. All right. Uh, if that were our only problem, wouldn't that be great? Jesus Christ. Talk about uh, first world problems. The cats aren't getting along. If that were only the problem that we had, that would be great. I would be kissing the ground. Be kissing the sky. Say, excuse me while I kiss the sky. We're living in a functioning society. Isn't that great? I got time to think about other things. I can spend my time worried about my cat's relationships with each other. Instead of the decline and fall of the, Ro of the Roman Republic, of the American Republic. Like every other goddamn republic. Okay. Lisa Murkowski, right bef before I keep going, let me just say thank you, Jim. Okay? That's it. Super chat. Thank you. Always, Jim, with the super chats. I can't, it's like, uh, I can't even describe the gratitude. That is Jim, just, hey, Jim. He, he pays the cover when he comes in. And Banterboard, thank you for your super chat. FDT? What's FDT? Okay. <laughs> Try getting them loaded on catnip, Elise. Maybe. Get them high. High. All right. Maybe. <laughs> I won't get high. No, I won't. I was going to say I'll get high before they get high. Yes, fuck Donald Trump. I'm looking at the... I like your t-shirt. Is that a map of America? No, it is a... It's a shirt that says... It's, it's available at our merchandising store. It says, Therefore, I'm liberal. It's a brain with a statement. It's a statement. Oh, is it a map of America? If it's a brain, it's certainly not a, ma uh, <laughs> a map of America. Okay, before I begin... So this morning, um, did you guys watch... <laughs> The Borat movie, it's pretty goddamn funny. Of course, at like 4 a.m. I woke up. I couldn't get back to sleep, so I watched Borat, but that was the worst thing to do because it's. I was laughing out loud. And it's great. But unfortunately, you know, a lot of the right-wingers, he takes the piss out of right-wingers, but they're not going to get the joke. He hangs out with the QAnon and... The interesting thing is, um, well, that the woman who plays his daughter, she's brilliant. They're incredibly brilliant. I don't know how they get away with it, really. I would love to watch a behind the scenes, how they really, how they trick these people. But I remember when um, he appeared at that Trump and Z rally with the anti-mask rally, and he sang that anti-Obama song, that made news but so that was a real thing but and those QAnon people that he stayed with are real they're real people but uh, also so what I wanted the point is Giuliani so Giuliani 
is so clearly doing what we think he's doing in that video. So the 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 girl who's supposed to she is playing she's actually 25 years old. She's supposed to be a 15-year-old. plays a journal like she wants to be a journalist and um so she's interviewing Giuliani, and all throughout the interview, she's kind of flirting with him, and she touches his leg. And at the end, they she said they say, "Oh, let's go have a drink in the bedroom." Now, who goes with your having an interview? Let's go <laughs> have a drink in the bedroom. And Giuliani is touching her hips saying, I need your phone number and your address. Then he zips his, pa- his pants open and sticks his hand down his pants. And he's saying, oh, he was just tucking in his shirt. He was not tucking in his shirt. His shirt was nowhere near his, well, maybe it was in the vicinity, but it was, he was jerking himself off. That, there is, we have eyes, but what does that have to do with with fascism and right-wingers. It doesn't matter what we see. Now, you know that the right-wingers will say, oh, he's, he was set up. He wasn't doing that. He was tucking in his shirt. Don't believe your lion eyes, what you see, how he behaves. Why are you going into a bedroom with a young reporter you think is a reporter and saying, I need your phone number and your address? Well, you have your hand basically on her ass. I'm so sick of these right-wingers. Really, the lies. They, they do think that we're all as stupid as they are. But what is more concerning, I know that we're not, because we're, ma- we're in the majority. But that's why they have to pull all their dirty tricks. And there will be an entire... millions of Americans who will think that Rudy was set up and he, uh, fake news, fake news, fake news. Um, And these are Republicans, yet again, they are vile, vile human beings. If only they could just admit it. You know, it's really freeing. Just admit it. God damn it. Admit who you are, from, the, from, wh- whoever, from Mike Pence in the closet to filthy Twitler with all his lies to Giuliani, this, this, this weird-looking bat creature flying around. Four Twit... I mean, like, he's uh, Renfield... What is that? Is that in... Uh, is that the vamp... What is that? Dracula and Renfield? That's what he reminds me of. It's beyond belief and then there's this whole um contingent of fake religious freaks and in the borat movie she has uh, the blood moon dance ed the first is mentioning they go to this they well they, they, they go to a debutante's ball you have to see it it's amazing and they the 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 girl Borat's daughter goes to a a women's Republican meeting where they're complaining in the meeting that there's not enough Christians in America. I mean that's for real. 
Hey, I'm Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. So when I was listening to the Borat, well, watching Borat or whatever, and uh, so when the the complaint of the female of, I think it was the Republican Women's Club or something of Texas, and they were complaining that the the problem with America is that there aren't, that we're not um, Christian enough. And, you know, that should be terrifying to everybody, really. We, um, this country is, we're supposed to be founded on the liberal age of enlightenment principles, not on anybody's religious faith. So if, if they, if Republicans were, if they were the patriots they profess to be, they wouldn't talk like that. They would understand how, you know, how dangerous that kind of thinking is. And what this, what we're trying to do here, what America was supposed to be, and how far we've gone. That's why whenever even the Democrats have to talk about, every time they make a speech and God bless us, God bless America, shut up. Really? Enough. Can we have a, let's just have a country, all right? Keep your God out of it. Go in your closet. Leave me alone in our secular government. Leave your sky spook in the closet like Jesus told you. So, oh my God, yes. All right, where is it? Um, according to Nation of Change. Now, here's here's the problem. We're in big, big trouble, okay? What are we going to do about it? That's the other thing. I, I walk around, I've shared this with you guys before, that I walk around with a perpetual knot in my stomach. I'm not kidding. I feel it right now. I'm, I'm probably, I'll probably stroke out eventually. I don't know, maybe. I'll have, I'll, who knows? That's why I have cats. Because it's supposed to be good for your blood pressure. Seriously. And, um, you know what it is? It's that there is a fundamental, human beings have a fundamental drive for fairness. And what we see, what's going on in this country, it's it's patently unfair. Now, what is the worst, one of the things that Twitter constantly complains about is how unfair everything is. It's unfair to him. We're so unfair to the tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man who received fewer votes. We're so unfair, don't you know? It's not that he's inept and way over his head. It's that we're just so unfair to him. And it's yet again the Republican that's their psychological projection. It's unfair that a minority party that receives fewer votes in every branch of goddamn government that they are illegitimately lording over, it's unfair that they're in the majority. They're technically in the majority although they're in the minority. So 
what are we going to do about that? How much longer are we going to take it? Honestly, how much longer? I ask this question all the time. It's not, um, yeah, we have to stop the bleeding. We have to get this effing fascist out of office. But we have so much more work to do. When the leaser, leaser, I'm very New York, Lisa Mikowski's of the world. Oh, 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 please. Let me play what she said. You want to vomit? I, I apologize. She, she, this is what she said. Um, trying to get the goddamn thing open. Explaining what she's going to do. She wants her cake and eat it too. She's going to vote. To confirm, because Amy Coney Barrett, obviously, she's good. She's a good, she really knows what she's doing. Really? She knows, you know what? She doesn't know what the F she's doing. She's just a parrot like the rest of them. Fixing the facts around the policy. You have Scalia. Scalia is your, your mentor. Anybody with Scalia with a, who is uh, considered a, if you consider Scalia your mentor, God, let me live to see the day where having Scalia as a mentor would be akin to having uh, David Duke as a mentor, because that's what it is. Scalia as a mentor for a woman especially, these people have no shame. And they don't, obviously. Not, and the other thing, not only do we have to continuously get up the ashes of our legally elected representatives, I guess if they're Republicans or not, even if they're Republicans, we have to call them, and, and, and the Democrats especially, too, to tell them, enough, how much longer do we have to endure the tyranny of the minority? Enough. Because I'm done. I really am. I'm up to the point, we've done shows before, we need to split this country in two. I'm sick of it. Just the fact that they have to go to, they're uh, they're in Ohio, Pennsylvania. Get the F out of here. They don't come to New York when the entire world comes to New York, though. I live in the most culturally diverse borough. In fact, according to the census, the most culturally diverse neighborhood in the country. But they're going to go to Ohio. To why? We're all going to be like Ohio? No, nobody is like, oh, I, uh, nobody in any other country right now is lying in bed saying, I can't wait till this pandemic is over so I can go to Ohio. No, they're like, I want to go and see the lights of New York City. I want to see Broadway. I want to go to, I want to make it in the Big Apple. Or... Uh, Hollywood or wherever. Nobody's pining for Ohio. I hate to tell you. I'm sorry. That's the truth. So, what? enough. You know, I understand how back in the day when we were a more rural 
uh, society, if we were even that, I mean, we were a slave society, but they're, um, the way the electoral college is set up, so, well, so we couldn't um, vote to take over the, the South and free their human property, but also they justify it giving the smaller states a, a larger voice, but why? Why does Ohio or any of these, or Kentucky, why does Kentucky have two senators and, um, and California, which is, what is it, the third or the, f I don't even know, fourth or something. The, one of the largest economies have two as well. Get the F out of here. This sucks. It really does. And it even sucks worse when we have an entire party that doesn't give a shit that what they um what they have created they're not trying to make a more perfect union they're trying to entrench power for the rich and that's what it comes down to throwing millions off of health care that's a bonus throwing a bone to the evangelicals that's a bo well, by pretending that they're saving babies when they're, all they're doing is killing babies and killing women because if they really hated abortion, we go over this. This is another thing. If you don't like abortion, who does? Vote Democratic because that's what uh, Democratic policies actually reduce the numbers of abortions rather than Republican policies that only do nothing but make. They don't reduce abortions. They only reduce safe abortions and they kill women. So anyway, um Okay, let me just play this leaser, leaser son of a bitch. I oppose the process that has led us to this point. Oh. I do not hold... You... Cry me an effing river, leaser. Let me... T tell me on a technical note, because you guys are the producers as well. Let me know if this clip is echoing against her as an individual who has navigated the gauntlet with grace, skill, and humility. Shut the F up. She's navigated the gauntlet? These people are so full of shit. There's no gauntlet. My name is Tara Devlin. God damn it. Gauntlet. Navigated the gauntlet. Mm, so there is an echo. So annoying. God damn it. How am I getting rid of this? I asked, the, I sent a letter, not a letter, an email. We don't send letters. To the ECAM person again, asking him to please Zoom with me again so we can figure this out. But he didn't get back to me. Oh. <sighs> Uh, you know, sighing is not a good sign. Sighing is sort of like a sign of depression. But how the fuck? How does that happen? That, uh, my goddamn, everything starts echoing again. All right. It's really, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss. 
Yes, a slight echo in phasing. What's phasing, JD? Now I got to worry about phasing? <laughs> All right, let's keep playing it. I, I know what I have to do is that I have to lower my own volume on the mic, but then I won't be doing that, so whatever. I will vote no on the procedural votes ahead of us, but yes to confirm Judge Barrett when the question before us is her qualification to be an associate justice on the Supreme Court. She ran a gauntlet, everyone. That's the story. She ran the gauntlet of this confirmation process. She ran bullshit. She ran uh, nothing. This was a foregone conclusion. They pushed her on the vote on the bench. They're pushing her on the bench, despite Ruth Bader Ginsburg's history. So they pushed this fucking bitch. I'm sorry. I know I said I'm not going to curse, but I will try better. How offensive. Think about the offense. Now, when what this is every time the republicans get their filthy disgusting less vote gathering minority view and grip around the neck of power they destroy progress and if this is the way the country was if this was the ma majority view okay i guess we would have to live with that and work on making it better we, that's what Democrats would do. We'd build coalitions. We'd work, but they're not in the my, my. They're not in the majority. They're in the minority. They have a minority mindset. Nobody, the the majority, and I'm not going to say nobody because true. There, there are the 35 percent of freaks that that love Twitter. Like that asshole that was uh, bl blocking me on Twitter, that representative from Ohio, come to think of it. Or he was trying to be a representative, but he has a verified Twitter account. He's, he's a leader in the Republican Party. And he said, if I, what he said, it was, if, if I worship Trump and you attack Trump, does that mean you're attacking my religion? This is what he said to me. And I was like, is this supposed to be funny or something? I don't understand. Anyway, it's sad, really. It's pathetic. That's who they are. But if they were actually in the majority, they're not, though. If they were in the majority, we would have to accept that and work in a different fashion. But they're not in the majority. They don't receive the most votes. They don't hold majority views. And even more offensively, they're taking Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. They didn't even wait until she, till she was buried. They didn't even wait till she was in the effing ground, these scums to push this bitch forward, this bitch who worked her whole life, her whole not very long life, she's young, this is what they do. They want to reshape the court for who? 
not because because they can't do what they want to do through the democratic process. They hate democracy. How many times do I have to say this? Everything that they do, they limit democracy. They limit the power of the people and expand the power of the powerful. And those powerful people aren't interested in democracy. They don't want you getting in the way of their ability to ride you to the bank. They want to F and suck you dry and throw away the husk without apology. That's the end of the story. Oh, don't worry. They'll send you to die in their corporate wars. Oh, you'll get, your widow will get a nice folded up flag. You, you might get a, a, a medal, some bullshit to, to, that you can't take with you, but you're not fighting for um, mom and apple pie. You're fighting uh, not for democracy anymore because this isn't a functioning democratic republic. That's what they will tell you you're fighting for the republic. Bullshit. If, if we were fighting for the Republic, the, if the, the, the Republicans are... Here we fucking go with this fucking audio. See? Son of a bitch. All right, the audio's back. Every show. This is what I said to the guy on the email. I can't. Maybe I need, I need to do something different. I need to get a new program or something. This isn't working. This is bullshit. Every fucking show. All of a sudden. Boom. It stops working. I don't know why. I ask. Whatever. He's not getting back to me. Well, I, maybe he'll get back to me soon, but... <sighs> What am I going to do? How? What program am I going to learn? I got to learn a new program? Jesus Christ. And it really interrupts the flow when you're talking. And then all of a sudden, crap, fucking audio goes out. And then everything resets. Holy shit. Let me make sure. Okay, that's back. I'm fucking so sick of this shit. I know, the cursing is really going nuts tonight. <laughs> it's funny, like, I act like it's not coming out of me. The cursing is out of hand tonight. Well, let me just say thank you, Jim and Banterboard, and thank you, JD, for your super chat, and Tom, thank you. And yes, Tom says, push the like and share. It's been a while. Yes. Well, not for me. Maybe, I don't know, Tom, where you been? Um, thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. Shannon says, curse more. We love you, Tara. Thank you. Love you, too. And Jim, again, thank you, Jim. G.G. Allen, tip jar. <laughs> All right. Nice. Holy shit. Let me see. What's hungry? 
Let me see. Buster Chops, Tara Buster. People are chatting on Facebook. All right. Fuck her. Okay, sorry. I'm trying to be more professional. Now, how can you be professional, though? When everything goes to hell. When cats running around. I don't know. When the audio craps out at a moment's notice. I don't know what to do. I should start learning that... I know other... There's another program called OBS. Just gotta learn it. I guess the reason I use Ecamm is because I just used Ecamm. That's how I started. I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. And I thought, okay, this is a, this one looks like I can get up and running quick. And I was able to, and then when I ran into problems, the guy, we went on a Zoom call together, and he fixed it temporarily. I don't know what's happening now, why it keeps bugging out. All right, whatever, who cares? Every, every goddamn show, though, every show. Hopefully it won't happen again, but I, I have to explain it. I apologize. I will try to do the best I can to ignore it and move forward without too much interruption. Okay. So, yeah, Lisa Murkowski, so I had, everything was, like, in my mind, and now it's, like, it's all fucked up. All right. Um, Lisa Murkowski... She should be ashamed, just like the rest of the Republicans. And let me just say, the other thing is, I, I'm just looking at the time, because now we have the new, the queue is going to come up any second. Oh, look at that. I saw the queue. And it was coming. All right, my name is Tara Devlin. We will be right back. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin, and I appreciate all of your support emotionally, your practical support with your super chats and becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and supporting the liberal media in general. We can't do it without you, and we're in it together. That's how I feel. I don't... What the hell? I couldn't do this without you, please. And thank you, Dana... Dana Jim on Super Chat, another Super Chat. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, here's the offensive, the more offensive part of Lisa Mikowski. Think about, let's not forget what, all right, I should play that whole clip, but let's not forget what these filthy fascists are up to when... They shoved, let's go down memory lane a little bit. They shoved Clarence Thomas. Uncle Clarence Thomas went onto the bench. Who did he, he replaced Thurgood Marshall. Am I f correct here? Let me see. Clarence Marshall. Yeah. So another liberal lion of the court who advanced civil rights and human rights and democracy and expanded the franchise of the American experiment. The Republicans, whenever they have 
the chant. They're not doing that. They're going to roll back all kinds of progress that we make. We fight for this progress, and the majority is on board. That's the thing you could say about the Democrats. You know how they are. How long did we have to endure the bullshit about civil unions with the Democratic Party? Or don't ask, don't tell. Or um, what else? It's um, well, just the whole health care thing, too. Now, Medicare for all. There used to be a tiny handful of people that were for um, Medicare for all. Now it's it's uh, it's all the rage. I'm just looking at Natalie's chat. Thank you, Natalie, for your super chat because you say OBS is all the rage. Thank God for radio. Hang in there. I hear. I hear. I don't know. I tried not to get off track, but. I was looking at it one day, but and I was trying to, whatever. It's going to take a minute. All right, yeah. So they put this, they take Thurgood Marshall's seat, and they put on anti-Thurgood Marshall, Clarence Thomas. Oh, he's got blacker pigment. You know, he's got darker pigment, but he's not fit to walk anywhere in, in not even near Thurgood Marshall's shoes for the, for the decency, dignity, and the expansion of democracy that Thurgood Marshall, a real trailblazer, and somebody that we could really admire, who really had the spirit of what we're, of a more perfect union when he, uh, yeah, in his rulings, that expanded this country that made the country something great, something to look up to. You notice that conservatives never, ever, you point, please show me if I'm wrong. Give me an example of something that conservatives have done that not just benefit, because we, we talk about how they, they've never done a single thing to benefit the working class of this country, period, end of sentence. Show me one piece of legislation that they've advanced that is solely to benefit the working class or working people, and that, let's say, checks corporate power or puts... Th- the power of the people over the power of the corporate elite. Show me an example. It doesn't exist. Same thing with everything else that the conservatives do. What do they do? Show me something that they've done that we can all be proud of as Americans. Does anybody have any ideas? I'm open to listening. I really wish I was wrong. I say that all the time. I wish... I was right, was wrong about the Republicans. I don't want to be right about them. I would much rather live in a functioning society. Wouldn't you? No, okay, we have some conservatives who are, they, they believe in democracy. They believe in a functioning, economically vibrant working class. 
They're not a bunch of racists. They're not a bunch of dupes and faux religious zealots shoving their minority views down the majority's throats despite receiving fewer votes. But I don't see anything. What do they do that's that we um, can all be proud of? Anything? Everything that the American people hold dear that we end up really valuing from, from unemployment insurance, from uh, labor rights, eight-hour workday, civil rights, all of the things, Social Security, Medicare, uh, pre-existing goddamn conditions protections, everything that we that normal people that the american people all even the un, the the uh dotards the trump anzies all of uh everything that the american people hold dear that we can really look to as being unifying and something that we value and need and appreciate it comes from the, it comes from progressives not from Republicans. They've always stood in the way. Everything. Now they're... What they do is what they do. They proclaim themselves the champions of the very things that they fought tooth and nail. Everything. But... Oh, God. Uh, please, I want to be wrong about them. Somebody... Show me. What have they done? And if there was, um, if, if right-wingers, if they had the ability to be honest with themselves, they, and if they had the ability to reflect on themselves, uh, they would have to agree that it's really not right. It's not democratic, small d when a minority party that receives fewer votes by hook or by crook, limits the power of the majority and entrenches the power of the money to lead. That's what it's about. But that's what we've been fighting against. That's what all democracies have always fought against. That's what the founders fought against. Although they, Republicans, like to rewrite history. Oh, the founders were... Judeo-Christian, I don't understand where they get their, well, they get them, they get their information from their ass, that's for sure, but the founders did not create a country based on Judeo-Christian values, okay? They've created a country based on liberal age of enlightenment values. Without the liberal age of enlightenment, there would be no United States, so everything that the conservatives stand on is full. Of, they're just full of it. And if they would ever uh, if, see, that's the thing with their hypocrisy. It's it's be it's boundless. So they have a lot of nerve, really. But in that, because they have no, they have absolutely no um, holds. There's no holds barred on what they will do 
to overthrow democracy to and they'll they will do it in the way that every other uh, republic has fallen they will do it waving the flag of that republic calling themselves patriots it's all a scam they're not patriotic they don't love america they're confused by America. If they loved America, if Lisa Murkowski loved America and she was so concerned about the process, she wouldn't be signing on to this effing power grab that they're shoving another conservative, illegitimate conservative. She's not conservative. She's a fucking fascist. I'm sorry. Excuse my French. She's not conservative. If she was conservative, you know, I wouldn't be so... All right, she's like a... She's like a Teddy Rose. What's she conserving? They're not conserving. They're regressing. Regression is not conservatism. And it's offensive that we have to... Okay, okay. So many things, right? With... um, I'm thinking about um, Cory Booker right now, who gets on my last nerves, because he's an example of a Democrat who I think he, I don't know what he thinks um, he's dealing with, with these right-wingers, that he's constantly trying to pine and appeal to their, what? To a decency that doesn't exist? There's no decency in people that are doing what they are doing. There's no decency in a, in a greed-centered death cult that has a con man as a standard bearer, and they know it, has a traitor as a standard bearer, and they know it. We, we know what we know. We know the unclassified version of Twitler's time in the White House. They get the unclassified briefings. They know how how much worse it is if barack obama used taxpayer money to strong arm a an ally into um announcing an investigation on a political rival what do you think the right wingers would be doing you think that they might um, impeach him and you know what would happen Ladies and gentlemen, you know what would happen? That president would be impeached. You know why? I mean, he, Tw- Twitler was impeached. There's no getting around it. But it would go to the Senate, and he would be impeached. He would be removed. You know why? Because the Democrats would sign on to it. Because they have decency. They are playing by the rules. They think, oh, well, um, I, I, I'm, the other thing I'm sick of w- in general with the media, say, oh, well, two wrongs don't make a right. So the Republicans are wrong again and again. They, are, they act wrong. They are, um, you know, abusive <laughs> in, in, in their power. They abuse power. They abuse norms, meaning they're th- overthrowing the democratic system that the founders 
fought, bled, and died to entrust to us, and so many others as well. And, oh, well, it's just two wrongs don't make a right. So Democrats shouldn't behave, they shouldn't challenge, they shouldn't pack the court. Now, all of the sudden, the right-wingers, I mean, well, not the right-wingers, the, the corporate media is, or are, is that how you say it? Are, the corporate media are? I can't remember. Um, they're so concerned about court packing when what's been going on since my, my entire life? They've been packing the court since Clarence Thomas. You put up, you see how, how, um, how cynical they are? They take, um, they take this, a, a seat on the Supreme Court held by Thurgood Marshall, a liberal lion, a liberal icon, a, a somebody who is a real, the, the embodiment of the American dream. And they put a fucking Clarence Thomas in there because he's got darker pigment, you see? He doesn't have to have, he doesn't have to have a brain in his head. He doesn't have to have a voice box or a brain. He could just be a darker pigment silhouette in a black robe. And that's basically Thomas for years. He never speaks. He never talks on the back. He doesn't contribute anything. He is a, a clear, a, uh, a rubber stamp for the con agenda, which is the destruction of the, of the grand experiment in liberal democracy. It's, and they're almost complete. So they take that seat and they just, eh. Now when, when Scalia, this Nazi, who, they have no qualms, what are you talking about? Norms. I mean, this is a guy that hung out with the rich uh, plaintiffs in cases that the Supreme Court was actively dealing with. Yeah, there was used to be, uh, well, not anymore. There used to be a whole thing about the appearance, the appearance of impartiality. Not anymore. Now you have the likes of Alito, another illegitimate. They're all ill, ill effing legitimate put in there by illegitimate, less vote-getting, so-called presidents. So, they go, well, Alito and Thomas uh, would go to these conservative think tank dinners and shit like that. Not, that used to be a no-no, because they didn't want to look like they're impartial. But the Republicans have wiped their ass with the entire, they might as well just wipe their ass with the everything, with uh, the goddamn, I don't even know. Just wipe your ass. <laughs> just wipe your ass, Republicans, please, you stink. Wipe, I don't know what they, they maybe they're just, might as well just wipe their ass on the Oval Office carpet like my cats. I would like to see that, actually. Them scooting along. That's what they do, frankly. So 
if they had any interest in, I don't know. Oh, we're so divided. We're divided because they divided us. We're divided because we have a filthy, greed-centered, less-vote-getting-death cult party. Cult. Squatting in positions of power, shoving their anti-democratic agenda on us. And for cherry on top, also destroying civil anything that's... uh, Actual, actually makes America free, like health care, the ability to form a legal contract with somebody of this, with the same PP as you, or uh, uh, we can go on, or have um, the ability to form a union. They've done all of these roadblocks. They, they set up roadblocks any, everywhere they go to democracy. Because they love democracy so much? They don't like democracy in the government, of course. They don't like democracy in the workplace. They don't like democracy. They don't like it. Because they're such masters of the universe who can't seem to rule us if we get too uppity for them. So then they keep us nice and divided by... um, throwing in all all kinds of racist bullshit. So when you think about how... So, okay, what was I going to say? So when Scalia died, when he went to hell, and Mitch McConnell blocked our twice legally elected who Barack Obama, who, and who was elected twice in two landslides from putting up a Supreme Court justice 10 months before the election. Okay, I'll be right back. Hold on. My name is Tara Devlin. We're talking about when Mitch McConnell blocked Barack Obama from filling a seat that uh, Scalia, the Scalia, the filthy right-wing fascist who fixed the facts around the policies and one of the instruments they use to stop the vote count in in Florida so they can install George W. Bush into the presidency despite receiving fewer votes. A real agent of oligarchy and uh, an anti-American antagonist to democracy. So when he stepped off this mortal coil and started his eternity burning in hell... They blocked Obama, although he was elected twice in landslides by the most votes. I I know how weird, right? And 10 months before the election, one of their complaints was, well, and in fact, one of Amy Coney Barrett's complaints, now that I'm saying this, was that this was a, a seat that belonged to a conservative. So it's not only about stopping or filling the seat, it's about keeping the right balance on the court because there's supposed to be a God-given right 
to have a conservative, it's not even conservative, to have a fascist Supreme Court. But it doesn't matter now, whenever they get, they take the, the, the those in, um, who are progressive icons, and they, they spit on their graves. So they, just like they did to Thurgood Marshall, they, by putting, uh, cynically putting this, this, I don't know, potato on, the, I, I, he's like a nothing. All he is, is a guy who has darker pigment and will rubber stamp the right wing fascist agenda. And he has proven to be uh, exactly what they, what they bought. <laughs> I mean, they dance with the ones who bought them and brought them to the party. And, uh, you know, Uncle Clarence Thomas hasn't disappointed his corporate benefactors and masters. And uh, so same thing with now. With, they don't even wait until Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in the ground, these fuckers. And they shove this bitch onto the Supreme Court. Not caring there's no oh what the balance is off they don't give a shit oh well now it's a swing to the right just as the baby jesus intended supposedly and don't let their past statements get in the way of the fact that they're a bunch of disgusting hypocrites, the likes of which the Jesus they pretend to worship had a lot to say, had a lot more to say about hypocrites than he did of ever. He said nothing about gays and um, abortion. So, oh, here's what Amy said about replacing Scalia. Kennedy is a moderate Republican and he replaced a moderate Republican, Powell. Um, we're talking about Justice Scalia, you know, the staunchest conservative on the court, and we're talking about him being replaced by someone who could dramatically flip the uh, balance of power on the court. It's not a lateral move. Um, you know, and, and finally, we, the reality is we live in a different time. Confirmation hearings have gotten far more contentious. And so I just don't think we live in the same kind of time. So I think in sum, the president has the power to nominate, and the Senate has the power to act or not, and I don't think either one of them can claim that there's a rule governing one way or the other. God. First of all, and third of all, and fourth of all, I hate her voice. What is with this what, what is with these um, right-wingers, women, and their baby talk? Is that a real voice? Yeah, um, l listen, um, I am Amy Coney Barrett, and I sound like I, I'm about 15. Kennedy is a moderate Republican, and he replaced a moderate Republican, Powell. Um, we're talking about Justice Scalia, you know, the staunchest conservative on the court, and we're talking about him being replaced by someone who could dramatically flip the uh, balance of power on the court. It's not oh allowed. Oh, my God. Oh, it was, had no problem when they were dramatically flipping the balance of power from liberal to conservative or so-called conservative. But that's who we're dealing with. You get it? Ladies and gentlemen, do you understand? I guess our—there's no hope with right-wingers, clearly. Lisa Makowski is a case in point. Let me finish what— she was saying. Let's just play it. 
I oppose Whoops. to this point. I do not hold it against her as an individual who has navigated the gauntlet with grace, skill, and humility. I will vote no on the procedural votes ahead of us, but yes to confirm Judge Barrett when the question before us is her qualification to be an associate justice on the Supreme Court. Yes, because she's so qualified, Amy Coney Barrett. She's such a, she ran that gauntlet that wasn't, that didn't exist. Just like Twitler, he ran the, he won the biggest electoral college landslide that didn't ever happen um, in history. Of course, that's a lie. And it's so hard for Republicans to win the Electoral College, which is a fucking complete lie. Everything is set up. So right-wingers, it's constantly that, there's, that it, it's rigged in their favor. And there's no hope for them, okay? We're not reaching them. I don't care. They stumble in on this show. Who cares? They'll, some dumb douchebag will stumble in and say, Trump 2020, because they're not dumb enough. They, they, could, they couldn't exclaim if they ran in and said, I'm a dumb dumb. They couldn't say it loud enough, so they had to really punctuate it with Trump 2020, which says the same thing. It says that they're an eager dupe of a con man. So we can't. Um, there's no hope for them. I'm not, I don't do the show to uh, try to get them on side. No, no, no. They're, they're a lost cause. They need, to be, they need to be put in the dung heap of history where they're comfortable. They like the dung heap of history. You understand? Because that's where they want to be. They, they want to drag us all back to... The dung heap of hit to the great, uh, all the places that we have evolved away from. They want to drag us back there because they're not comfortable. They can evolve. They're not, they're not mature enough to evolve. They can't, they don't have the courage to evolve. They are, it's, um, they, they lack the, um, emotional and intellectual maturity they lack they lack it to uh, evolve uh to they don't have the emotional maturity to share the same civilization with people who don't agree with them a hundred percent how can you have a a functioning society with people who are incapable uh, they're, of, they're incapable of compromise. They're incapable of seeing the harm that they do. And if they do, they don't give a shit. Be- and they'll fix the facts around the policy. Like Lisa Mikowski. Oh, she could sleep at night. She'll say, oh, I don't like this process. But I'm going to put this bitch on the bench. Because, you know, she ran a gauntlet that didn't exist. That... It was more like a red effing carpet laid out for the bitch and basically another, you know, um, it's a shoo-in. And if she had any integrity, the fact that she's participating in the sham 
just like Kavanaugh participated in the sham and Gorsuch participated in the sham, if they had any integrity, they wouldn't participate in the sham. So just being a part of the sham shows how much they, sh- they how unfit they actually are to be representing the, the people. So they, they don't care. They're going to interpret whatever they want to interpret. They're going to pull it out of their ass, just like Scalia did. You can go back through Scalia's writings, and I remember back in the day, this is before he died, I remember reading an article. I, don't, I can't, whatever, I didn't get it ready. I didn't find it. It just popped into my head. But about him, about Scalia, of course, all of his different pretzel twisting that he twisted himself into on different occasions using the same uh, legal precedents or or other court cases to twist. He would twist them in any way that served the outcome. This is what they do. Fixing the facts around the policy. And Lisa Murkowski, F you, bitch. F them all. So we don't, um, there's no hope for Republicans, clearly. So stop, please, Cory Booker, if by any chance you stumble into the show drunk on a Saturday night, please stop pining for goddamn decency from your effing Republican colleagues. Come on, shut up. They don't like you, Corey. They, isn't that uh, obvious now? The way Twitler, he uses your pigment to scare his dum-dums. Oh, Cory Booker. Of all of the senators, he, he could have picked out and said, oh, Cory Booker is going to destroy your suburbs? Why did he pick Corey? I wonder, what could it be about Corey? Hmm. But watching Cory Booker sit there and, you know, kind of try to rap with his Republican fucking asshole, his fellow douchebags on the Judiciary Committee. Oh, yeah, the, a vegan like uh, my friend Ted Cruz. <laughs> hey, I uh, resent that because oh, I only eat corpses. Uh, in fact, the more rotted, the better. <laughs> and if, I don't even wait for them to die. I just kind of chomp on them, and then, uh, then they die in my mouth. And it, it's so much better that way. It makes it uh, more succulent, yum-yum. It's like, what are you, what are you doing? He sounds like Twitler. I have a great relationship with Kim Jong-un, as if... Kim Jong-un isn't laughing at him. Of course he is. They're playing him. They play him like a fiddle, like every other autocrat. Like the whole world knows what they're dealing with. And it's not that hard to unpack. He's a greedy grifter. And there's a party of grifters enabling him. So, Cory Booker, you think you're going to find some decency in that? Start spending your energy where it could be effective, frankly. Stop 
uh, what are you, uh, goddamn Don Quixote? You're not going to win. You're, and you're wasting our time. And you're also giving this filthy death cult a cover. Oh, and don't get me started with, uh, what's her face? Diane Feinstein? Good night. Good night, Moon. Get out. Get out. I saw Diane Feinstein on the um, when the Democrats gave their uh, their press conference the day that the Republicans, because they're so you know, oh your pals who don't give a shit, they give a shit. They so care about procedure and democracy, regular order. Whatever the F that means to them. It doesn't mean shit. They rammed her through without a quorum. Now, let me ask you guys, what, do you th- what, would, um, what would the Democrats do if they didn't have a quorum and they had a Supreme Court nominee? What, what do you think they'd do? Nothing. They would say, oh, well, we didn't have a quorum. And then, you know what else? Here's another thing. I think with, uh, now that I'm thinking of it this, I think there was a way, let me see, was there a way for Obama to put Merrick Garland on the Supreme Court without I think there was a way, now that I'm saying this, I remember this at the time, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not, hmm, let me see, because I, I, as far as I remember, I thought there, and maybe somebody could look it up, but I thought there was a way that Obama could put him on. And then, yeah, recess appointment, right. That's what he should have done. But then somebody, I think, hmm, would they have to adjourn the Senate or something? And maybe he didn't? Okay, how Obama, here it is. Here's an article from the Washington Post from 2016. On Sunday, we gamed out four scenarios that could, however unlikely, put Judge Merrick Garland on the Supreme Court this year, 2016. Okay, here we go. Yes, Obama has the authority for a recess appointment. There's actually a recess clause in the Constitution, Article 2, Section 2, that reads, The President shall have the power to fill all vacancies that may happen during the recess of the Senate by granting commissions which shall expire at the end of their next session. Okay, yes, that's what he should have done. And this has been used before. In 1956, President Dwight D. Eisenhower used the authority to appoint William Brennan to the Supreme Court less than a month before the presidential election. A few years before that, he had appointed Chief Justice Earl Warren to the court when the Senate was in recess. In both cases, the Senate later confirmed these justices. 
Obama has made recess appointments before and have come and they have come back to bite him, though none in the judicial branch. In 2014, the Supreme Court overturned Obama's three recess appointments to the National Labor Relations Board Supreme Court. You see what I mean? Uh, in doing so, the court gave the Senate a wide latitude to decide when it considers itself to be in recess and when it does not, because it favors Republicans. Today, a recess has to last at least 10 days before the president can legally make an appointment. Okay, all eyes would turn to January. This would work if the politics were right. This is what they're writing. This all this would work if the politics were just right. The politics to make a recess appointment feasible would have been the perfect storm if Obama was handling the White, was handing the White House over to a Republican. There's no point for him to make an appointment since the new president could simply nominate someone else. So Obama would likely have the incentive to make a recess appointment if he knew Republicans were in control of the Senate, and Hillary Clinton was about to enter the White House. I mean, this is all bullshit. Anyway, water under the bridge, and here's the thing. Would would he have done that? No. No. Would he have made... Well, how many times... I remember when Obama was in office, when all of things... All of these Republican dirty tricks were going on, and being so incredibly frustrated with Obama, saying, just do this, or do it, do it anyway. Ask forgiveness, not permission, just do it. Put Merrick Garland on the Supreme Court in a recess appointment, or whatever, however way you can do it, do it. Of course he wouldn't do that. That's not what Democrats do, they don't fight. They fight with strongly worded emails. They fight with pines to decency that don't exist. They say, oh, that was the best hearing I was ever a part of. Lindsey Graham, in the sham appointment, in the sham shoving this bitch on the court, this bitch who thinks, who says, is, oh, she's so qualified, Lisa Murkowski. She's the one who said that saying the N-word in work doesn't create a hostile work environment. Really? I don't know. I don't know where this bitch works, but it, would re- it creates a hostile work. It creates a hostile world. But that's Amy Coney Barrett. She's also the one that signed on to Pence's uh, law that you have to bury freaking miscarriages. You have to have a funeral for miscarriages because you're not traumatized enough. So Amy Coney Barrett has to stick her Republican nose in your life. Well, that's what they do. That's freedom. We don't have freedom. See, they have freedom. It's their freedom to shove their fringe ideology on our on the rest of us. That's what they consider freedom. God help us. Guys, this is Tara Devlin. If you're on Progressive Voices, listen to the rest of the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Give the show a good review on iTunes. 
And, uh, yeah, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. This is the real liberal media, the unapologetic liberal media, and we can't do it without you. So, and we won't be able to have a functioning democracy without sticking together. We stick together, we win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you soon. We're back. God help us. Oh, and thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Trump remains as the biggest joke of a so-called president. Exactly. Oh, you know what was getting on my nerves again today? I'm sorry. I keep sharing about the corporate media. Because I really think that it's part of what we have to do in general to destroy the corporate media, to make it irrelevant. Uh, And... What was getting on my nerves? One of the pundits on on corporate media was, <laughs> kept calling Twitter Donald J. Trump. This is on the liberal media, okay? Quote, unquote, Donald J. Trump. She would say, well, you know, when, well, not, you know, I mean, she would say, we're waiting for Donald J. Trump to break in with his rally or, and then she would ask somebody a question. Well, when Joe Biden said to Donald J. Trump, shut up, what are you talking about? Why are you calling him Donald J. Trump? J- we have to get the J in there? Oh, my God. And the reason it gets on my nerves, everything gets on my nerves, especially about that, is that that corporate media gives this whole sham legitimacy calling him donald j trump acting like he's not a filthy liar acting like he doesn't lie every time he speaks and that we should all take him at face value oh and then another pundit was saying why would he say that something about oh <laughs> i swear to god she said the the president at the debate said that we're rounding the corner on the coronavirus. Yet, as we know, we had the worst day um, of, for the coronavirus since the ba- pandemic began. Why would he say that? Why would the president say that we're rounding the corner? I don't know. Corporate media mouthpiece? Why? It's so weird. Why would he say that? I mean, he's. Could it be that he's a con man? What do you think? Or let's all fucking. This is. You know what it's about? It's about pining. Or not pining. It's about salving the poor, fragile trumpanzies. The eggshell trumpanzie. Poor, poor. Um feelings you know they all talk about how liberals your feel oh here's oh you want to want it oh my god you want to vomit here we go i'll play mitch mcconnell i hate him somebody oh uh, uh, and before we keep going i just want to say as far as amy coney barrett too but they don't care that ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
as it's as if she never mattered. A woman who tr- who is a trailblazer, who made this country a better country, who made us a more perfect union, who opened doors for people, who left no one behind, who understood and considered the powerless in the halls of power. It's as if it didn't, she never existed. We couldn't even wait. They couldn't even wait until her body was cold. They were dancing on her grave, these fuckers. And as if she, her last statement, my dying effing wish after a lifetime of service to this country that's all you get nothing you get nothing oh Lindsey Graham says I think it's right that we waited until Saturday Saturday she wasn't in the ground yet you know we should it's right that we waited to make the announcement that we were gonna ram this bitch onto the court illegitimately less than two weeks before a goddamn election that's already begun before we start erasing her life's work. I think it's, it's only fitting here before the minority takes control of the majority again and chokes the life out of democracy for our big money benefactors. Don't you think it's only fitting that we don't wait? I, I mean, that we wait until she's, well, we don't have to wait till she's in the dirt. But let's just wait till she's lying in state. And then we'll make the announcement of the bitch that's going to erase everything she ever did. That's going to undo her, her life's work. Because, you know, we're Republicans. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're very respectful. Like Lisa Murkowski said, she's going to lament She's right now up in Alaska lamenting the process. Oh my God. <sighs> Calmness. Gotta get me out of here. Somebody, is anybody listening in um, New Zealand? I'll take New Zealand too. New Zealand, Ireland. I was born in Ireland. I mean, not born. I wish I was born in Ireland. My grandparents were born in Ireland. I can get Irish citizenship. That means I can get EU citizenship, but that doesn't mean New Zealand. But I would like um, maybe somebody from New Zealand listening to the show. If you like, I don't know, me. I got three cats. Okay. I, I, br- I bring a lot to the table. I bring three cats to the table. I make a nice cup of coffee. What else do I do? <laughs> I don't do much else. I do this. And I don't know. I like doing things. Eh, I like some things. So if you got any, I don't know, you got a spare room? Um, we don't, we could take it slow. All right. I'm, I'm not even kidding. 
I am not even effing kidding. All right. Here's Mitch McConnell. Bitch, bitch McConnell. Our Democratic colleagues have tried to claim the Senate's process itself is not legitimate. We live in a constitutional republic. The legitimacy of an outcome does not depend on the feelings it provokes in politicians. We just heard another warped, distorted, and convoluted history lesson from Leader McConnell. We know how defensive he is about the blatant 180-degree hypocritical turn he has made on Supreme Court nominations. It doesn't depend on the feeling. Fuck you and your feeling. I know how Republicans, they, ha they wear shirts that say, fuck your feelings. You know how full of shit they are. It just means... It's just giving themselves yet again the uh, the superior moral justification for being a bunch of selfish pricks. That's what it's about. Not because it, it, it's not fuck their feelings. It's fuck your feelings and everybody else. They want to. Uh, they want you to salve their feelings. Oh, poor little boo-boos. They can't live in a society that uh, considers all i don't know where everyone has a seat at the table we're not asking we're not asking for much we're just asking asking for a functioning society we're asking for everything that was promised in our founding documents that's all whether you like it or not whether your feelings can handle it or not because that's what they're not. They don't, they don't have the feelings. They can't. They can't. They lack the emotional maturity to share a civilization. That's what it's about. When it comes down to it, only the dupes. You, you get it. The bigger picture. I wish these idiots. I don't know if you saw we, we started out the show talking about the Borat movie, which is great if you can check it out. You should just watch it after the show and have a good laugh, but also a good cry because there's so many sick people in this country. And there, there's this, the part where he goes and stays with the QAnon people who they literally believe that um, they were talking about Obama creating the coronavirus and giving it to everyone uh, and other things that Obama oh the other thing oh, is that Hillary and Obama that they they sh they kill children and use their and shoot up the children they shoot up uh, they shoot themselves up with adrenal gland from the the adrenaline from the adrenal gland of the murdered children this is what they say. oh I I read that and he was like, you know, in his Borat character, but she, there he's like, oh, and they say, yes, we read that. Yeah, we read it. What the fuck did you read that? It's unbelievable, but they believe it. And then they go to a rally and <laughs> he sings a song that they all created together about how 
Obama should be in jail and and pointing out the just how anti-democratic and un-American the right-wingers are in their um, in this scene it's genius because he's asking them shall we what do we do with journalists shall we string them up like the Saudis do and asking them and they're all string them up like the Saudis do asking um, them to cheer and pick which anti-American and un-American treatment journalists should get you see what I mean? What do I say on this show? It's not, we're, it's not just hi- hyperbole. We're not being outrageous, saying that Republicans are unfit, that they, can't, that they can't function in America, that they lack the ability to function in a free democratic society. They, there it is, yet again. That's the mainstream, and they're all waving Trump flags. It's insane. But, yeah, there you go. But these people that are so keyed in to conspiracies, they think that Hillary Clinton is shooting up uh, a murdered child, child (laughs) adrenal gland. It's it's fucking crazy. And uh, they're so clued into the conspiracy, but they don't see... The oldest conspiracy that has ever existed, which is the moneyed interest, the big moneyed interest against the working class, against everybody else. That's what it comes down to. The powerful, corrupting government, buying politicians, corrupting government. And Twitler, he's, he's uh, trying to make himself out like... Oh, the thing that... Uh, they were playing on the corporate media how he was saying, oh, the donors, I don't take any, um, I don't take money from the donor class, he said, because he's unable to fundraise. He's not making any, well, I mean, he is fundraising, but he's not, uh, the reason he's doing all those rallies is because he doesn't have a lot of money because they wasted a lot of money because he sucks at business. That's the other thing. But he's not getting a lot of donations. And, but he's turning it into that he's, he's doing it for the people, you see. Otherwise, if he, all he had to do was pick up the phone and say, hey, 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 buddy, give me a, a, a billion dollars and then I'd owe, I'd owe him. So... But he's full of shit. Um, He is the most corrupt con man we've ever had to... I mean, I really think he is the most corrupt con man that has ever lived. In fact, he's the most successful con man that's ever lived. But he didn't do it alone. He did it with an entire party of enablers. And that party is they're not fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. They're fighting not for the idiots who think that Hillary Clinton is shooting herself up with adrenaline from murdered children. I mean, it's so fucked up. It's, it's not even funny. These people are um, they're being exploited by this greed-centered death cult. 
That's all they are, the Republicans. They're not, it's not that, it's not that complicated. You don't got to go and tr- to the bowels of QAnon to find out about some bullshit that Hillary Clinton is, uh, you know, uh, devouring children. It's, they're, it's greed. It's selfishness. The oldest goddamn, it's right there in the goddamn Bible. All of the seven deadly sins. That's who these idiots are voting for. And they understand. This is why the Republicans are so, they are just complain. I mean, they're completely evil. Oh my God, yes, they're fucking evil because they take the likes of those people that think that Hillary Clinton they don't, uh, is shooting herself up with a, a adrenaline of murdered children. They, they take those people and they tickle their, their conspiracy funny bones and their racist funny bones and they exploit them. When if they had any interest, like Lisa Murkowski, if she's so concerned about the division in this country, she should be more concerned about her base and what they believe. And if they believed something so crazy, they, they should be corrected. It's, it's not normal. It's not just uh, Democrats against the Republicans. With the with, their literally with Hillary Clinton. I mean, they turned her into an entire cottage industry of hate against her, rightfully or wrongfully. I don't think I I have my issues with Hillary Clinton, but it's not because she's some kind of um, vampiric ghoul. Please, but they should if the if they had um. If they were interested in a functioning tete-a-tete, if there was any decency for Cory Booker to unpack or reveal in these monsters, would they, would they allow their base to go around saying shit like that without correcting them? They, they know what's going on. They know that these idiots are out there, that they're dangerous. They're armed. They want them to be armed. They want them to be off the wall. These are people that are plotting to kidnap sitting representatives and governors and mayors. And these fucking pigs, and uh, no offense to pigs, because pigs are charming, intelligent, and have done more for human civilization than the Republicans would ever, could ever muster in a thousand lifetimes. That's for sure. So I apologize, pigs. But... The, the, these right-wingers, if they had any decency, they, I mean, they wouldn't put, be putting Hillary Clinton's life in danger like that by unleashing the freaks without restraint. Because those freaks, those QAnon freaks... They go, then they go into the Trump and Z rallies. And they're all, they're, this is not the fringe anymore. So when they say on the corporate media, 
oh the far left and the far right who's the far left i wonder who somebody who wants everybody to have health care that's the far left that is not far effing left there is no far left in america there's no communist party worth anything that you don't see the communist party there's no where Oh, socialism, socialism. I even heard today Barack Obama in his speech saying how Joe Biden's not a socialist. Shut up with this shit already. It's a, it, oh, he was speaking in Florida with the Cubans. They, they want, the Cubans don't like socialism, supposedly. They like socialist security, though. They like socialist Medicare. They like socialist unemployment insurance. They like social... I mean, it's about regulating capitalism. All they have to say is that... What is socialism? Oh, my God. But nobody wants... uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. These Republicans, they have activated their freaks and the Democrats are walking on goddamn eggshells. And it really, it's not the recipe for success. So, like I was saying, I don't um, appeal. I don't try to appeal to right-wingers. They're a lost cause. Who's got the time? Who, Who has the goddamn energy to deal with them? But we have to push the Democrats. That's really what we're doing here. And anybody that's reachable, anybody that's not a freak, and that, that's, that's none of the Republicans, that's for sure. They know what Twitter is. And, but we're living in a country, this, and probably this is why I have a knot in my stomach constantly, that... I think it's also the, 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 the denial that we are in. We don't want to really admit to ourselves how, how bad it is, how off the wall it's gotten. And, um, yeah. There's so many other things, like, for example, how um, even the Democrats talk about the great economy... What great economy, right? Here's another thing. Well, he gets high marks on the economy. Could that have something to do with the fact that the corporate media constantly says he gets high marks on the economy? How? Even Twitler. I mean, Obama, the Obama economy, of course, Obama, I don't want to eviscerate Obama, but we have, we, we do. He, he was a good Republican president. Well, he was a Republican president, not a Republican. He, yeah, well, when you advance right-wing policies and, well, whatever. Well, and, but, I don't know. I don't want to get into, it's too, it's, it's not, it's, I'm looking at the time, and it's just too close to the election. People are going to be like, stop bashing Democrats. I'm not bashing them. We're trying to, well, whatever. We, we'll do that after, <laughs> I suppose, after we win. The fact is, um, yeah. 
at this point in time with Twitler, yeah, we're, we need to push these Democrats clearly. But we got to get rid of these, these filthy fascists. Once we get rid here's, here's the other thing. When uh, Obama was speaking today, this is something that concerned me. Because he was like, with Kamala Harris and Joe Biden in the White House, you won't have to worry all the time. You won't have to think all the time. What's he saying now? You won't have to think about them all the time. So, yeah. You see what I'm saying? There's the Democrats. want They want to get back to brunch. I guess we all want a breather. But when Obama, I mean, when Biden is elected, hopefully, in 10 days, our work has only just begun. In fact, it's going to get harder. So uh, one last thing I want to talk about, actually, now that I'm saying... I'm looking at the time, and I want to thank you all for hanging out, and thank you for your super chats. Jim, Banterboard, JD, Tom, Shannon, Jim again, Dana, Jim, NR Davis, Natalie Davis, and Errol Thomas. Thank you so much, guys. We can't do it without... And become a patron if you can, if you have it in you. I understand that this we're in the... On the verge of the third Republican Great Depression in a hundred years, but uh, two dollars a month or whatever, if you can afford it, I get it. If you, I mean, not that if you could afford it all. <laughs> if you can afford it, I get it. But if um, if you can, anything helps. And the more people that we have signing up, that's another thing. The more patrons we have, the more it will attract more patrons. That's just how it works. You understand. Because people start to say, hey, what's going on here? A lot of people are supporting this show. Maybe I'm, I'm an unapologetic liberal. I need to watch this show and be part of our amazing chat room. Right? <laughs> yes, I thought we had a great economy, Shannon says. No. The, it's not great. We don't have a great economy. It's great when you're rich. You have a great economy. They're saying, oh, the unemployment rate, the unemployment rate. Even when we had a low unemployment rate, when you can't say, when, when the majority of the people, 80% of the American people are living check to check, that's not a great economy, as this pandemic shows. Because two, you miss two paychecks, you're on a food bank line. That's not a great economy. You can't retire. That's not a great economy. You can't save four hundred dollars. That's not a great economy. Bottom line, we need to change here. So it gets to the point where the politicians are they 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 dare not say something like that. Oh, we're a great economy. It's a great economy if you're a billionaire, and there shouldn't be any billionaires, period. If we want a functioning democracy, there should be no billionaires. So anyway, here's the thing. So I, on Facebook, something I saw on Facebook that kind of got on my nerves, and I thought maybe I'd share it and see what you guys say. Let's see. Oh, not that. (laughs) 
Of course that gets on my nerves. There's a picture of Twitler for those who are on, uh, on the podcast, not watching. Look at this shit. Okay. Somebody posted this. At the end of the day, family first, love conquers all. So it's a picture of some guy with a Trump mask on that says, keep America great, Trump 2020, and a woman with a Biden for president 2020 mask. And I find that kind of uh, disgusting. (laughs) Oh, we're so divided. See? Look, you're so divisive. Tara Devlin, why are you being so divisive? It's, you, you, can't we all agree to disagree? Can't we all just get along? So he what likes Trump, she likes Biden. Um, it's a little deeper than that. It's not about, it's not really about politics anymore now. If it, maybe if that was, if this were the 50s and that was, uh, I like Ike, 1954, Maybe. I'd agree. Okay, it's, you know, we all agree that the United States is a, de- a democracy and we should have, and, and democracies need, not only need, vital, vital to democracies, meaning they can't live without it. We can't have one without it, and that is a functioning, economically vibrant working class. Economically vibrant and informed working class. And a media that fulfills its constitutionally proscribed role to inform and not uh, act like a goddamn propaganda arm. The kind of propaganda, spewing out the kind of propaganda that we used to look to other countries and say, look at that. We would point to the Russia, Russia, Russian propaganda and, uh, as an example and, and be relieved, see, and say, oh, well, see, this is why we have the greatest country. We're free. So it's not about... <laughs> whether you can get along with somebody. If that person wearing the Biden mask really cared about her friend, then she should inform him that he's a dupe and he is also um, something very wrong with him. In fact, not all, if it's not just that he's, uh, he, he might deny he's a racist. That he's cool with racism, though. And... His entire party, I mean, let's just scratch the surface. Anything about him. Has he taken unemployment insurance? What about his pre-existing conditions? He doesn't look like the pinnacle of health. And she also looks like she might have some darker pigment. So, what the hell is she doing? Honestly, it's a deal breaker for me. Somebody, I told you this story and I'll, I'll tell it again for the newcomers. Years ago, I was giving somebody a ride home, a friend of mine. It was his, her boyfriend. Actually, we were, we, I was hanging out with my friend and her boyfriend. 
her boyfriend was like, oh, you're so much fun. I really like you. Let's hang out more, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, great, whatever. And I was giving him a ride home. This was like the second time we hung out. And he was in the back seat, and he was just talking. It was during Bush, the Bush administration. And he said... By way of conversation, he said, well, of course, marriage is be a sacred contract between a man and a woman. And I was like, what? Uh, I said, are you kidding? He was like, no, um, this is what I believe. Marriage is a sacred contract between a man and a woman. And I... Be- I- pulled the goddamn car over and I said get the fuck out <laughs> he was like what he thought I was kidding I said no I'm not kidding get out of my car I don't hate myself this much to have a friend like you and he said can't we be friends and that's what I said I said no we can't we cannot be friends because I don't hate myself as, uh, as, in the way that you want me to hate myself. To have a friend like you that thinks I should not have the same rights as you. So get the fuck out of my car. And he, he got out. <laughs> but it was in Manhattan. It's not like he couldn't get a ride. But I was just not going to ride this fucker home. And I wasn't going to be his friend. And my, my friend, here's the... Here's the kicker, and God knows it's not a surprise. When time marches on, okay, my friend ended up uh, breaking up with this person. Guess why? All right. He's gay. Okay, it came out that he was cheating on her with by going to, you know, having gay sex the guy clearly had issues and this is what it is with right-wingers why they're they're sick i'm telling you something is wrong with them and i don't mean it in a mean way if give me a minute with them or 10 minutes uh, and we can get to the bottom of it and they could if they had the notion if they had the courage maybe they could change if they could be decent people they they really should try as much as they can to put that shit down and leave it behind them, to put their hate and stupidity and racism and self-loathing and homophobia and self-loathing, like, you know, you could throw a rock at a Republican convention, or, well, I wouldn't say that, don't throw a rock, but you could randomly pick somebody, well, at a Republican convention or CPAC or whatever, and, well, go to, let's go to a a seminar at CPAC that says uh, marriage is a sacred bond between a man and a woman. And go to that seminar, and I'm telling you, it'll be filled with closet cases who lack the ability, they lack the courage to live an authentic life. So closet cases like republicans that's what it's about they are fear-based so and it takes courage to live an authentic life a courage that they don't have 
So they inflict their manias outward. Yes. That's my analysis. I've, I've yet to be proven wrong. My name is Tara Devlin. Guys, thanks for hanging out. Remember what I say, we stick together, we win, because we, we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency. We're on the right side of dignity and democracy, and we will win, and they know that, so keep, keep the pressure on. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We stick together, we win. I will see you very soon. All right. Guys, guys, guys. Guys, guys, guys. That goes by so fast. Holy moly. I don't know what to do with my life. I have to learn a whole new program. A whole new OBS program. Oh, shit. All right, marriage. Fuck them all. Marriage is a sacred right, a sacred bond between a man and a woman. Please. Just get out of, get out of people's lives. You know what I mean? Just live and let live. So when I look at this picture, where is it? Where is my e-cam? I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Come on. And look at them. Oh, aren't we sweet? Ha ha! Racism! Homophobia! Division! Lies! Death! Oh, I forgot to mention death. Ha ha! I forgot to mention the 220,000 Americans dead in three months. Ha 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 And all the lies, remember? Ain't that great? Scums. Please. What did I write? I wrote, of course, I, I wrote a comment. Let me see if I can find my own comment. People sharing it. Who shared this? It should be blocked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But come on with this. With the, it, it's so, you know what it is, I guess? It's sophomoric and, and it, it is, it's also um, delusional. It gives them, it gives right wingers, again, it gives them cover. Oh, isn't this great, Hitler? You know, it's okay. I may be, um, I'm half a Jew, but I'm a, it's all, it's okay that my friend is into Hitler. I'm only half. We can all agree to disagree, or can't we? No, we can't. This is, uh, if this was a friend of mine, I'd be like, you know what? You're a dum-dum. And if I really care, if love conquers all, you know what happens? Education. Tail that fucker. 
I take it personally. I'm sorry. Uh, I do take it personally because it is personal. It's personal for those kids who will never find their parents because these fuckers separated them. I mean, how disgusting. When they, and trust me, everyone, when the history of this abhorrent time that we are all sharing the same blip of t- life together on this godforsaken country in this godforsaken air that we have to share with them, when the history is truly written of these Trumpanzees and the last days of the American Republic, it's only going to get worse. We've only seen the tip of the iceberg of all of the, of the crimes. The crimes, the crimes against humanity, crimes against the earth. You can't even list them all. Crimes against everybody who ever sacrificed their life for this country. Ah, yay! That, I want to kill. I just want to, I don't know, not kill. I want to... Not kill. What's the word? I want to stop it. Stop it. All right, I gotta go. I got shit to do. Like, I don't know. I gotta cut the show for progressive voices. I got to see Ray. Let me see. I wonder if T. Busta ever ran the hoods in a little red Corvette. No. I do have a red car, though. That's Greg on the chat. All right, guys. I want to thank everybody for hanging out. Let's see if we can have a show on Monday. What do you think, everyone? If somebody becomes a patron... We will become... We will have a show. What do you think? You think that's a good idea? I don't know. It's the Patreon challenge. We need a show every goddamn day. I need a show. A Nova? Greg is asking me if I have a Nova? What do you... What? Isn't a Nova like an old car? The Chevy Nova that you're talking about a small automobile manufactured by Chevrolet and produced in five generations from 1962 to 1979 and 1985 to 1988. Is this what you're talking about, Greg? Built on the X body platform. The Nova was replaced by the 1980 Chevrolet Citation. That one? No, I never had one. (laughs) <laughs> You're a great American paradou. I like hanging out with you guys, but I have work to do. This is what sucks. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, on Facebook. I'm seeing a lot of new people around, hanging around, hanging around our chat. If you guys on any other platform would like to join the the bulk the main party that's on youtube youtube.com slash c for channel slash rdt daily media 
and yeah. Alright, guys, 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 guys. I hate them all. It's a nightmare. What can we do? Keep calling them. I think they think I'm crazy on my my representatives probably do. I don't know. I they don't I don't know. I call up AOC, I leave messages, nobody calls me back. Then I never get a call back. I say stop apologizing. Start what do I say? Uh, well, about Amy Coney Barrett, I said, I'm done w with these right-wingers, and it's about time we start thinking about splitting this effing country up because this is the tyranny of the minority, and how much longer are we going to take it? They don't, they're a minority party. They represent a minority of people, and they receive fewer votes, and they also are pushing a minority agenda. How much longer are we going to take it? That's what I say. And I never get a call back. That's why we got to keep growing the show. Well, maybe one day they'll call me back when we have thousands of followers. Well, not we have thousands, but I mean hundreds of thousands of followers. Then they'll be like, oh, T-Buster, Tara Buster. Let's get on Tara Buster. Not just, where the hell they go? Rachel Maddow? And who else? Oh, so they can go on the corporate media. Oh, God, God help us from the corporate media. My friends, I'm going to go because I got to cut the show for... <sighs> it's a whole other thing. I got to learn OBS, I think. It's just going to be another thing on the list. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. Become a patron at patreon.com. And we will have a show on Monday. Somebody, within the sound of my voice, listen, you are getting very sleepy. Go adopt a kitten. All right. And fix all your animals. Especially you, Greg. And put a bell on that cat, Greg. Please. Before he kills. Before she kills again. That's why you have to get bells. For your, ki your cat. Greg. I want a picture. Of your cat wearing a bell. On the Discord channel. If not. Okay. I'm going to be very upset. All right, guys, thanks so much for hanging out. Remember, we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. It's not just a tagline. It's the truth. You know it. We stick together, we win, is another way of saying e pluribus unum. We are the patriots. We know it. It's time to... Spread the word. Stop apologizing, liberals, for being right. And we will win. That's why they, they have to cheat. We will win. I don't even know how to stop the show. I keep going. All right, I'm going to go. My name is Tara Devlin. You know that, of. Uh, 
I will see you. Hopefully, we'll see you on Monday. Whoops, wrong button. What am I pushing? Okay, see you later.